Hi, welcome to Coffee and Anti-Racism, the podcast. I'm Rebecca Hemmings, the CEO of Strawberry Words Training Consultancy, and I'm fascinated as to why some people in society are treated worse than others. As a black woman, this fascination has plagued me throughout my life. Now, as an anti-racism speaker and educator, I'm finding answers and sharing them through our work with organizations. This podcast is a place to think, learn and apply anti-racism in the workplace whilst also being able to breathe. Welcome. Okay, so this is the Coffee and Anti-Racism podcast. I am Rebecca Hemmings, the host and also the uh, founding director of Strawberry Words Training Consultancy. And I have a guest today, um, which is the first time I'm having a guest on this on this podcast. I'm super duper excited. Uh, as you, If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see Lorna Philip right there. And if not, Lorna Philip is right here. <laughs> okay. Uh, and is it Philip or Philip's? I just want to Philip, no S. Got it, got it, right, okay. Um, so just to say, uh, Lorna is a UK-based birth and postpartum professional. She's the founder of Black Mama's Birth Village. I love that name. Mm. Um, and Lorna provides an innovative approach to birth education and support for Black expectant parents from pregnancy to birth and beyond. Um, and I'm going to come and ask you a lot more about what this entails in a moment, but okay. I just wanted to share with the listeners, because you know this this podcast is about, well, talking about racism, right? Yeah. Um, we're making that conversational, we're, get, we're normalizing conversations about race, particularly within organizations. Um, and so I did a bit of research and I knew some of this and some of it, I've got to admit, the first thing I found out was a bit of a shock when I discovered this last week. It's research from the Lancet, uh, which is a set of academic journals that shows that black women are at a 43% higher risk of miscarriage than white women. Like, yeah. what? That, yeah. That's mad. Oh, and I'm coming to you. I'm going to give you one more. So, um, so Dr. Karen Joash, who is a consultant and spokesperson for the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, says the reasons why these health disparities exist are complex and multidimensional and include implicit racial bias, a lack of high quality research and a large gender data gap. And so just one other thing I want to share before I bring you in, Lorna. Um, black women in the UK are five times more likely to die during pregnancy and childbirth compared to white women. So yeah. to me, like, like that's right. crazy. So I, I, I guess I'm going to bring you straight in because you know that these these podcasts that aren't long. So I'm going to bring you straight in and ask you, you know, um, in your experience, how do you manage the fear that many black women in particular or families will have around knowing these facts? Yeah, so absolutely. I mean, it's astounding that here in the UK that the we have these stats around black birth. And apparently the figures are, are falling. Uh, we're now um, kind of four point something more likely to die, but still far too many. So I'm not even going to say what, what we're doing well. Um, yeah, so, you know, birth, pregnancy, birth on the whole should be a really joyous occasion, right? You know, a new, right. a new baby in the family, and, you know, most couples expect to be really joyful around this time. But there is this underlying fear around the stats, thinking, people thinking, am I going to be the one? 
Absolutely. Right. I can't imagine. I mean, I've gone through my own experience. I've had a miscarriage and that right. was horrible enough. I mean, that was many, many years ago. And But I didn't even know the statistics then. I don't know what that were, if they even existed at that time. But to know that, and especially going back to want to have a child after a miscarriage. Yes. That must be going through a lot of black women's minds. Yeah, absolutely, Rebecca. I mean, the, the good news is we have lots of organized, well, quite a few organizations and individuals in the birth world mm. who are um, trying their best to support um, black mums and, and couples uh, around this really important time in their life. Mm. Um, we have people who are lobbying government, which is great. We have what I call the foot soldiers like myself who are on the ground yes. doing that work um, with black moms and their families. So what I think is really important is I, I can't alone, nobody alone can change racism in the system yeah. uh you know getting government to really focus and prioritize black women's needs and black birth outcomes um so it takes all of us to join to join together join our voices together black folks allies to join together to help make black birth better what i do um on yes, basis. Yeah. yeah, so I so I have so I'm a doula. Um my background is in, in health and working with children and, and families. For those who don't know what a doula is, can you just explain? Yeah, people get it uh, confused with midwives. So we work for the family, the family hire us privately. Uh we are not clinicians on the whole, so we don't do things like examination of, of you, uh, we don't take bloods, we don't give you ad advice, we aren't clinicians, but what we do do. Uh, we are lay people who will support you all the way through the journey of pregnancy and birth. And for those who want it, those first few weeks with their newborn baby. So it's the lay person. Yes. We have learned a lot about birth. We are experienced in birth, but we don't do the clinical kind of tasks that your midwife or your doctor or whoever would do with yeah. you. It's kind of like what one of my wife, good friends says is, you're the bush nurse. <laughs> <laughs> The person in the village, you know, the wise yes. woman in the village who would come around when you're in labour and attend to you. But we yes. work alongside midwives and doctors, but we are working with that couple or that woman. Yeah, and absolutely. I mean, and then I know that in that role, you must see a lot. You must understand because you're you're that go between, I imagine, again, between the midwife, the clinicians and the person who's giving or about to give birth. And so you must, you know, uh, congratulations, by the way, for your article in Good Housekeeping, which, you. Um, you know, is amazing. And I think it's great. It's, you know, being on such a platform to be able to, again, to to, to really share what is happening on the ground. Yeah. So well done. So, I mean, one of the things you mentioned in that article was about the gaslighting that people experience. And, and you know, my I'm always going to, going to come from the angle of what can we do with organizations? What can organizations do to be anti-racist, right? So yeah. sometimes people need that um, description of, well, what do you mean? Because we don't do that overt racist stuff. We don't call people the N-word or, you know, we yeah. don't treat people different because of their skin yeah. color. But they sometimes do and don't often recognize what that looks like. So in your experience in the healthcare system, in maternity, what does that look like? OK, all right. I mean, you, you need to have all day to listen to all these stories. Oh, I have oh, for you, yes. But I'll try and Tell just them. give you a, a few succinct experiences. So what it could look like. So as a black doula who in her career uh, worked mainly with black and brown families, what I got to see is quite shocking. And again, People don't expect, expect black people to be doulas because it has been a very kind of white middle class profession here in the UK. Right. 
Um, so when I rock up to a birth with a with a black family or brown family, the assumption is that I'm the family member. I'm always right. getting, are you yep. mom? Are yep. you mom? Like, yep. no, I'm not, but hey ho. You so could possibly hold that position. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the kinds of things that I see, mm -hmm. I see that families often don't get the full menu of services. Right. It's almost seen as as our bodies are broken. You know, when a, when a when we talk to black families about their birthing options as doulas. We include things like, you know, maybe home birthing, mm. maybe birthing on the, the kind of low risk um, kind of birth center part of the hospital rather than being mm. pushed over to the, the higher risk um, delivery ward. Mm. But yet what I see and what I hear is, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, no, no, you, your, your BMI is too high right. to, to have a home birth. Your blood pressure is too high. Your this is too low. Your that is too whatever. Mm. So already just presenting yourself as a black person going mm. into the system, you're already on the back foot and you're not given or you're not presented the whole menu of options to you. What is that? Because I can imagine, again, being pregnant, not you know, your brain is not working to full capacity. You're just ready to give birth already. And you're being told that, oh, well, your blood pressure is high. So, you know, we want to keep you safe. Therefore, you know, that's not an option for you. You know, I, I suppose that's where you would come in, right? But that's because otherwise, how do you get around that? How do you get around these barriers? Yeah, it's knowing who to talk to. It's knowing that first of all, you have rights in the system. So we're not told about our rights. We have lots of rights. Again, I, I in the group, I have a, a Facebook group of over 280 black moms. Wow. And we, yeah, when we talk about your rights in the system, some of them are on their fourth pregnancy and don't know that they can decline certain interventions, mm. you know, mm. even to be examined, you know, vaginally, you can decline that. You don't have to. The language is right. Lie down, legs open, let's yeah. examine you. But you don't have to accept those examinations. You don't have to accept the test. You don't have to accept uh, stepping on the, the weighing scales. Right. Okay, oh, because wow. as soon as you do, BMI wasn't made for black women. Oh, no, oh, I know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a whole other conversation, isn't it? Exactly. But when you step on there and they say, they look at the chart and say, oh, 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 too high. We're yeah. not going to support you um, home birthing. So what a doula can do then is to... I know you're enjoying this podcast episode, but I also know that you're here to learn, to find out more about this beast known as racism. So one thing people find themselves challenged with is the language used to talk about different people. Is it okay to use terms like BAME? If not, why not? And are we still using coloured? Surely people of colour is okay. Get the answers to these and more by downloading our free terminology guide from strawberrywords.co.uk. Go to our homepage, scroll all the way down, click on the image, what to call BAME people, and we'll deliver it straight to your inbox. Now, back to the episode. And put the yeah. time, you're vulnerable, and yeah. you just yeah. kind of let things happen. Well, that's exactly what's going through my mind now as you're, you're speaking. I'm thinking, oh, I didn't know I had a choice. I didn't realise that, you know, I might have had options that I didn't have, and, and so on. And I can imagine many people are thinking that. And so, again, just thinking about, you know, those healthcare professionals, where have you seen examples of people people and and um uh, I guess, yeah, institutions really getting it right, really making the change for the betterment, for want of a better word, of um, ethnic minority women. Right. So I've seen at certain home births. I mean, for me, you know, home birth is where it, where it's at. And I think, mm. again, we are not aware sometimes that home birth can be a really safe option. It's actually a safe option for many, many women. There's a few that it's not safe for, but for many women. 
what I love is that when you have a home birth, it's on your territory, right? Mm. So when the midwives come in, they're on your kind of your, you're literally on your home ground. So yes. it's almost as if they have to kind of like behave in a way that's, 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 that's good. And it's going to facilitate a good birth for you. And so I'd say in, in home births, that's where you see the, the care is like gold standard. Right. Um, and when you have a, a, a doula there, of course, who's there to observe or witness, you mm. know, we're not there to kind of like, it's not so much observing uh, the people attending to you. Mm. It's just the, kind of the whole kind of scene. Mm. Then, you know, even research shows that having a doula at your birth generally means you're going to have a better birth experience Mm. and part of that is just the the advocacy and the being there being there to witness what's going on and is that something that healthcare professionals can advise on or encourage or signpost people to (laughs) they should do if the research especially backs it up you know that Mm. having a doula at your birth is going to mean that you know generally means a better birth experience but on the whole in my experience they don't Mm-hmm. Even when women have come to me and said, you know, I really want to do I've been to my midwife and I've asked her about doulas and, and asked her, is it a good idea? Mm-hmm. They've been told you don't need a doula. You have the midwives. And whilst mm-hmm. I appreciate that midwives are fantastic on the whole, mm-hmm. do a great job, you know, they're under-resourced. They cannot mm-hmm. have the kind of listening ear that doulas can. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, on the whole, I found that midwives or, or hospitals don't, recommend doulas um, and don't signpost people to them yeah I think that's so interesting because you know often people will ask us when we're delivering training you know how can we how can we do better you Mm. know how can or if they're wanting to build audiences you know ethnic minority audiences or if they're wanting to you know attract ethnic minority staff all that sort of stuff you know what can we do and one of the things we say is what you need is you you need a trusted person you need Mm. a trusted person for whom that community trusts and they are your key to to reaching them for dealing with some of these issues that your faith is facing and so on so that's what i hear when i hear about the services that that you provide lorna and um other you know black doulas is or ethnic minorities and ethnic, other ethnic minorities i feel as though you are that trusted person you are that safe place where again, you know, black women are going to come and they're going to feel as though she understands me. She's mm-hmm. aware of the research. She knows what my fears are. This is, yeah, this is where I want to be. So yeah, I'm, I guess what I'm, I'm saying that for, you know, if there are people out there who are working for, you know, hospitals or GPs or whatever it is, maternity, and they're really wanting to make a change because there are a lot of people who are allies who want to do the yes. work. Yes. So, as you're saying, there's research behind the power of a doula. You know, yeah. there, is, there are things that you can do. And one of those things is, yeah, again, just perhaps mentioning the fact that you could look into getting a doula. What else would you say for healthcare professionals uh, within the maternity field? Could they be doing to increase their level of, well, not just awareness, but just to kind of um, redress the balance? Yeah, as, you know, undertaking training, as you said, uh, is really important, but really engaging with the training, mm. you know, far too often, you know, back in my day, it was called equal ops, you know, mm. equal ops training. Um, far too often, you know, you're sent, you're sent on these courses. There's yeah. not even like a willingness to go half the time. And, you know, you do the course, you do the day or whatever, and it's a tick box, you know, you tick yeah. it off. Yeah. So go and have the training, but engage with it fully, mm. really engage with it. And... 
I want to say also maybe as a group, so as an individual, you can go and do the training, but maybe as a kind of a group with your, with your peers, with your colleagues, then come away and have those really, uh, I think, useful conversations about your own practice, mm. you know, openly. I know it's quite hard. You kind of leave yourself quite wide and vulnerable when you realise that maybe some of your practice has been racist. Yeah. So then, what you're saying is what some of these practitioners could do with is having, post having done the, had the education, is having continued spaces safe spaces to yes. talk about issues that come up issues that come up for themselves but also yes. within their practice absolutely yes. what else I say and I want to say kind of do that rather than targeting your black colleagues you know rather yeah. than telling them you know I've done this is that racist because yeah. that's really like, that's not, not the way to go that's yeah. not the way to go yeah um and then maybe making contact with uh kind of third sector organizations like myself but in the spirit of um, kind of, you know, wanting to improve their own practice, want to improve yes. what's happening in their own hospital trust, yeah. not in the spirit of I'm coming to listen and, you know, sit here and listen. Because what's happened is in my Facebook group, very, very clearly it says it's just for those who are black and pregnant. Mm -hmm. And we have white midwives rocking up wanting to join. And when I kind of ask them, why you want to join? It's, it does say just for black pregnant. I just want to come and listen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Pick your respecting, brain. Yeah, respecting the kind of spaces that don't want to be there under the white gaze. Yeah. And yeah. the whole ethos and the whole vibe of the place yeah. by your very presence of being there, you know? Yeah. I'm just going to jump on that because I think that, you know, that's a, a question I get quite a lot because, you know, we facilitate spaces where um, staff members can talk safely mm. amongst other ethnic minorities about issues uh, pertaining to racism within their organisations. And we have had questions from, you know, white leaders in particular. Well, you know, I, I would really love to be a part of that conversation. You know, I, I don't quite understand why. And, and it's because... We are not in a place in society yet where we can have these open, honest conversations where white people can be a part of that um, that initial set of conversations and ethnic minorities feel safe. Mm. Most people, unfortunately, are not at the point where they, they even understand or know what a microaggression is. Right. And so, you know, we're not there yet, you know, because the unlikely, you are likely to say something that is going to enable or that's going to make an, a black person feel as though you don't understand me you don't understand yeah. me and actually you're offending me yeah. uh, or you don't see my needs yes. you know okay on that point because I keep hearing myself saying black and I keep wanting to say black and ethnic minorities so I I know that you must get that question quite a lot why do you only work with with black parents <laughs> yes yes it was a biggie it was, it was a biggie I'm trying to like again cut it down to size but when I kind of, I've kind of semi-retired from being a doula. I don't generally go to births now. A few snuck in, but I don't go to births. Mm. So that I could really focus on the birth village. When I put it out there on, on social media, that I'm now starting the Black Mama's Birth Village. And I'm really focusing on um, Black African and Caribbean and, and, and mixed mums. There was a little bit, of, a tiny bit of backlash. I had somebody who, a white woman who uh, months before that had been in touch wanting to ask about doulas popped on Zoom with them, had a discussion. She wasn't even pregnant yet. She was just kind of scoping out, you know? Fine. Then she must have read on my Instagram that I'm, I'm now focusing on, on Black women. So she went to a, a group, a, 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 a home birth group, mainly white women who are birthing, with a screenshot of my post to say I'm only focusing on Black women, saying, oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe that we had this discussion about doulas and... She's now only going to focus on black women. Is she allowed? 
Yeah. Are you racist, basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Am I allowed? Like, yeah. me? Am I allowed? It's yeah. like I have no agency of my own body yeah. and my own, like, doings. Yeah. Uh, so there was that um, initially. And then I had a few people, that, why not, why not, um, why not um, South Asian women? Why not this? Why not that? So I said, you know what? This is what I'm doing. Mm. If you want to start a group for those people, Absolutely. all power to your elbow. I'm, I'm, I'll be, I'm right behind you supporting you. Yeah. But this is what I'm doing. We have our own, we're a very diverse group, you know, in the group. We have, you know, African women. We have women whose roots are in the Caribbean. We have Black British women. We have so many different kind of Black women in the group. And that's what I want to focus on. It's not a BAME ugh, yeah. group. Yeah. It's yeah. very clear about what it is. Yeah. And again, there's a lot of discussion to be had around people being put into this category of BAME. You know, we're working in schools. And so just to give you an example, you know, we're not all the same. And when what it essentially does is it homogenizes a whole group of people and it's saying, look, here's white. This is the normal and the normal people. And here are all the other people. Yes. But all those other people also have unique experiences, needs yes. and nuances and so on. So in yes. schools, for instance, we were looking at exclusions. And the exclusion rates and, you know, for white gypsy Roma travelers, it's quite high. For black Caribbean, mixed race children, the numbers are quite high. For, ch for Chinese children, 0% exclusions. Yes. Yes. When you're looking at things like that, it's like, well, we have to, you have to look at the, in or the needs of particular groups. Yes. Know? And it's not racist. Because that's a question that we often oh, I've been get. Told that. I've, been, I've been called that already. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. reverse racism. No, because on a group level, ethnic minorities and black people do not have the level of power in society to be racist towards Absolutely. white people. Now, can I call a, a, let's say, a white person a name, a racist name? Yeah, and that will be individual racism, but we're talking about systemic racism. Yes. I don't have the time to teach today, no. Lorna, but you understand no. what I'm saying. I'm just trying yes. to, again, put that across to people who are listening, that it's it's a lot more complex. And particularly when you look at the stats, yes, there is a need for what you're offering. They're appalling stats, aren't they? Appalling. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right, so... We're coming to the end of this. I want to speak to you more, but we got to keep we got to keep it moving. So, um, if you could communicate one message to healthcare providers based on what you do, based on what we've spoken about today, what would that be? I think what I touched on before. Keep humanity at your heart. Mm. Mm. Yeah. We're different, and that's cool, mm. but we are human. Yeah. See us as humans. Absolutely. Treat us as humans. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. And I've just got a final question before the final question. Mm -hmm. Please tell us more about how people can reach you. Right. OK, you can reach me um, on Instagram uh, at black underscore mamas. That's M-A-M-A-S underscore birth underscore village. You can. Um, my website is um, all the W's blackmamasbirthvillage.co.uk um, or you can find me via your LinkedIn page or via my own LinkedIn page and I think I'm there as Lorna Phillip or possibly there as Black Mamas Birth Village. Just pop block Black Mamas Birth Village into any uh, search engine and you'll find me. Yeah, and, and that happened for me today. So you will, you will find her. And so um, just finally, uh, before I say... Well, I'll say thank you now. Thank you so much for your knowledge. Thank you so much for your your work, your your passion, and thank you for caring. And just to finish us off, can I ask you for black parents, particularly black women, suffering the effects of racism during their period of, you know, what should be the most wonderful time of their lives? 
Um, what three words would you like to leave them with to lift their spirits? Ooh, right, I'd say first word is community. Find your community. You don't have to be alone in this. You know, there are those of us who've been through very similar um, experiences as you. So find your community where you feel safe. Seek joy. You deserve joy. Mm. You deserve, this is a time of your life when you should be joyous. Not all the way through. We do have tears in pregnancy <laughs> and postpartum, but seek joy. Mm. Uh, and the third one, I'd say your rights know your rights you do have rights you don't have to sit there nodding your head to everything oh. know your rights and be, be informed amazing Lorna Philip thank you so much thank you so much for asking me thank you